Radio MD. RadioMD.com. It's health delivered daily. Melanie Cole's Health Radio. We've learned a lot over the last 50 years, and growing a tiny human requires extra nutrition, and a balanced diet doesn't always necessarily provide that nutrition for the mother-to-be. My guest today is Dr. Mark DeFazio. He is an obstetrician-gynecologist. Uh, welcome to the show. So, Dr. DeFazio, yeah. back 50 years ago, folic acid, it seemed to me, and prenatal vitamins were one of the first times that people recognized the true effects of vitamins on our system and that we actually needed this additional folic acid to help keep birth defects down. Yes, that's absolutely true because there were uh, studies that showed that once folic acid was incorporated into the, uh, into the uh, uh, prenatal vitamin, it actually helped reduce the incidence of, of birth defects. The, um, for that reason, the CDC recommends that um, for women of childbearing age, they should be uh, taking at least 400 micrograms of folic acid in their diet daily either through the diet or through, uh, through vitamins. And in pregnancy, that recommendation goes, uh, doubles pretty much to 800 micrograms uh, in order to prevent the uh, uh, neural tube defect, which is the most uh, uh, common uh, birth defect seen when, this, uh, when folic acid is deficient. So prenatal vitamins are pretty loaded vitamins, and really the research is there. But what else is in a prenatal vitamin that's important for moms to be? Well, in, in pregnancy, uh, a lot of the, the vitamin requirements change. Uh, iron, folic acid, and vitamin D requirements uh, double in pregnancy, and calcium and uh, phosphate go up by about 50%. Uh, some of the B-complex vitamins will go up by at least a third, uh, protein, zinc, and riboflavin by 25%, and all other nutrients pretty much increase by at least 20%, all except vitamin A, which is uh, stored adequately and uh, does not need to be increased. So when you're looking at a uh, prenatal vitamin, uh, the iron, the folic acid, and the calcium are the most important components um, that are going to be uh, implicated in uh, adequate nutrition in pregnancy. What I find interesting, and I'm an exercise physiologist, Dr. DeFazio, so I've been talking to my, my clients, my patients about this for about 25 years, but I'm in perimenopause and I'm finding that I'm taking a prenatal vitamin because I'm finding that I need some of the extra, especially the iron when I bleed so heavily, oh my God, and even the folic acid, I like to drink wine and, you know, so it, it really, I don't see that it, it is that different when we're not pregnant for women in general, yeah. Well, especially for um, in pregnancy, when you have, um, uh, you know, you have different conditions. Some patients are going to have anemia. Some patients are going to really love to exercise in pregnancy, which is recommended. Uh, by the way, it shortens the length of the labor and shortens the incidence or decreases the incidence of C-section. But for uh, for patients that like to exercise, uh, prenatal vitamins. Uh, uh, would have to provide extra calcium, extra vitamin D, and this is uh, to uh, ensure adequate bone health. Um, Iron is also going to be important to increase the oxygen-carrying capacity of the blood and also uh, in energy production along with zinc and potassium to ensure adequate fluid balance. Well, and that's what I'm saying. In perimenopause, it mimics so many of those things. When you're bleeding heavily or something, you need that extra iron because you could become easily anemic. And so it seems that these are important vitamins for women. How do we decide? I mean, you guys give us a a prescription when I was pregnant, of course. I took them even before I was pregnant, which I know you advise doing probably. Do we have to take a prescription or other over-the-counters now? Well, patients have a lot of options, and there are... um over-the-counter uh, uh, vitamins that uh, that provide, uh, I guess, uh, 
uh, amounts of these of these uh, nutrients, but and then you have to you go to the prescription strength vitamins, which give you more of the of the folic acid, which is um, uh, I guess the uh, the unique identifier of a of a prescription strength prenatal vitamin, and that would be a, a concentration of at least um, one milligram per per tablet. Then there's uh, vitamins such as Emterity, which go a little bit higher to 1.1, and there's other uh, there's another version of the vitamin that goes up to five milligrams of folic acid, um, and that's all uh, done to prevent the incidence of birth defects because so many patients, when they get pregnant, have not been taking the prenatal vitamins uh, two to three months before pregnancy. Sometimes pregnancies are unplanned, or uh, sometimes uh, a patient's diet may not be adequate. So. Uh, uh, starting these medications earlier uh, will prevent uh, neural tube defects. So when you tell a, a young woman who's of childbearing age when she should start her prenatal vitamins, you're recommending at least two to three months before you get pregnant? Yes, that's the standard, and uh, that would allow the body to, uh, to uh, pr- provide adequate stores of folic acid uh, because uh, the, the neural tube basically uh, forms in the fifth week of, of the pregnancy. And, uh, you know, the fetal heart forms at five weeks and four days, and that's been well documented. But around that, the neural tube is, is forming, and uh, birth defects such as anencephaly will occur right about at that, the beginning of that fifth week, and spina bifida occurs at the end of the fifth week or the beginning of the sixth week. And some patients don't even know that they're pregnant until you know they miss their period, and they're maybe a, a week late, and they take their pregnancy test, and by that time, if there is, God forbid, any uh, uh, chance that this, these birth defects are occurring, they've already happened. So um, we usually recommend uh, you know, patients to start supplementation earlier on. And then do we stay on those supplements after the pregnancy is over while nursing, or once you're done, you're done? No, absolutely. Nursing uh, requirements are the same as those in pregnancy. So uh, patients would take the prenatal vitamin uh, throughout the pregnancy, and then if they're um, uh, in the postpartum period, we w- would recommend that they take them for the six weeks postpartum. If they're breastfeeding, they would continue taking the uh, prenatal vitamin for as long as they uh, decide to breastfeed. What else do you want pregnant women to know and do? You mentioned exercise and that it's a good idea to keep exercising. And I was somebody who exercised and worked until the day before I gave birth, so I was pretty lucky with that. But what else do you recommend for a good, healthy pregnancy? Well, the you know the only thing that we can really uh, do in pregnancy uh, besides exercise is what we eat, and diet is extremely important uh, in in pregnancy as far as uh, uh, keeping ourselves healthy. Exercise helps, um, as we mentioned before, but uh, you know staying away from uh, uh, simple carbs is uh, is very important because of the uh, increased sugar uh, that they provide and, you know, the risk of diabetes in pregnancy. Um, so diet is especially important, sticking to whole natural foods and, um, uh, you know, this way that uh, there's less artificial ingredients and, uh, you know, I think that the, a natural diet is the most important thing. And if you were recommending a woman stay active and exercise, what do you recommend she do not, she does not do? Well, uh, exercise, you know, we've becoming a lot more liberal with uh, exercise as, uh, as women are becoming uh, more active. And, you know, before everybody was so scared in pregnancy, don't do this, don't do that. And now we're realizing that those things aren't true. Um, exercise is recommended in pregnancy up to 30 minutes a day is, rec- is, uh, is great. Um, we don't recommend for the average patient trying to go to the an- anaerobic level 
of, uh, of exercise. In other, words, in other words, you don't want to get your heart rate really, really high. You want to stay in the aerobic zone. You want to be able to um, uh, have a conversation while you're exercising because if you get out of breath for a pro- prolonged period of time, that's not going to be great for the pregnancy. And um, we, in the first trimester, there's just a caveat that you shouldn't do any exercises while lying on your back. But otherwise, um, as long as it's something that you're used to doing, uh, we don't recommend you take up a new sport, you know, during pregnancy because that might be more difficult for you and it might increase the chance of injury. But uh, keeping your heart rate in that in the 120s, 130s, in the aerobic zone, uh, and low impact exercises for the average patient are uh, recommended. Certainly is great advice, and you can see more about Dr. DeFazio at DeFazioOBGyn.com. And the fact is that you do need to start taking those prenatal vitamins as recommended by the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology at least two to three months before you're going to get pregnant. So if you're of that childbearing age, talk to your doctor, get those prenatal vitamins going, and then you'll hopefully have a much healthier pregnancy, eating healthy, getting some good exercise, all ties into it. This is Melanie Cole, and if you missed any of the great information we're giving here. You can listen anytime on demand or on the go at radiomd.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening and stay well.